everybody, welcome back to the Midnight Terrors podcast. My name is Kevin, and I'm here with Diamond Jason, but my alias is uh, Bucky, I guess. Uh, just to yeah, appe- it's always gonna be it's always gonna be Bucky. You're yeah. here with Bucky. Yeah. You're here with Bucky and Diamond. Don't worry about any of that other crap. Yeah, yeah. just to appease <laughs> just to appease Jason. Uh, we're just gonna brush past that because I've kept Jason waiting long enough to talk about this fucking movie this week. <laughs> this week on the best fucking movie ever, and it's on the Midnight Terrors podcast. Yes. And uh, yeah, so this week on Midnight Terrors, we are tackling Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. Demon Knight. Jason, how excited are you right now? I'm I'm over the moon, man. Like, I'm <laughs> super excited. So, I love this movie so much. This was a movie that I said this last week on the Smile episode, but this was a movie that you threw out like way early on when we started this podcast yeah well uh, even even before the podcast (laughs) actually i gave you uh the dvd copy of it i maybe for christmas or your birthday no you Uh, just you just gave it to me because you said i needed to watch it and it was a dvd it was a dvd copy that you had laying around oh okay well oh so then it's mine you need to give it back um Yeah, it's a uh, uh, it's a double pack of uh, Demon Knight and uh, Bordello of Blood. We won't talk about Bordello of Blood, but oh, we uh, will. We will at some point because well, I've, been, yeah, because sure, spoiler alert for the rest of the episode. I fucking love this movie, so uh, <laughs> we're you gonna like Bordello of Blood. What's that? You like Demon Knight or you like Bordello of Blood? Demon Knight. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, right. I fucking love Demon Knight, so we're gonna talk about the other one at some point. So I'm not giving my DVD copy back. So, all right, whatever. <laughs> I think at that point you told me to just keep it, but it is it is what it is. It's all right, buddy. No, it's all good. It's all good. It's but the best uh, gift that I could have ever given you. So, <laughs> Yes, bringing Demon Knight into my life was uh, was a gift that, uh, that was one that I will cherish forever. <laughs> so let's just dive on in. We're talking Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. Uh, the first of the two uh, full-length feature films uh, spawned from the Tales from the Crypt series. Now, Jason, everybody knows you're a little bit older than me. I'm assuming you grew up watching the Tales from the Crypt show, right? <coughs> sort of, um, because it was it was actually when when it was really big, like when it kind of hit. Because I mean, it was. I mean, it was a big thing uh, yeah. for a while. Like they had, uh, you know, probably three, four seasons, which were kind of like the most watched like TV show. And it was on HBO. So with it being on HBO, they could do whatever they wanted. Um, yeah. So um, they could make some good, <laughs> you know, horror stuff. Um, yeah. So it's an anthology they- series, much like... Uh- like goosebumps or uh or probably probably the most famous one the twilight zone yeah uh, i would say yeah along the lines of like twilight zone or like early episodes of like the x files um where it was kind of like a a different horror story like each week um now they were cut down they were only you know 20 to 30 minutes um which because they were on hbo there were no commercials so i think they were yeah, I think they were about 30 minutes long each. 
Um, but yeah, it was it, it, each week. It was like a different story uh, or a different little like kind of short horror movie. Can I just say I miss that era of television? I miss 30 minute episodes. it's fine when it's mini series like we talk about we've talked about mike flanagan a bunch on here his mini series are fine because he has to answer a bunch of those questions but looking at you fucking supernatural and walking dead i don't need 26 50 minute episodes in a season absolutely fuck you both (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so no i just i I miss that era of television well, saying that we 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 do have to say that early Supernatural and early Walking Dead, which I know you never really watched The Walking Dead, but early Walking Dead, I would say first. I watched parts of it. I watched parts of it, and I definitely watched the first season, those first like six episodes from front to back. Right. Now, Super but, Supernatural, I burned through a bunch of that. So, right, but very the the early seasons. Like, you know, seasons like one through four, probably for both of them, were, were good. And then it was just like, guys, stop. Fuck you. Um, yeah, whatever. <laughs> fuck those shows. We're not here to talk about them. We're talking about Tales it. from the Crypt. <laughs> yes, we're talking about Tales from the Crypt. Um, yeah, I just and, I wanted to get a little but, background on how much you were familiar with Tales from the Crypt before Demon Knight came out. Well, so it, it originally came out on HBO. Um, and, uh, you know, again, they had three to four seasons that were very popular. So of course with that, that's where they started getting into the movies. Um, And I was sort of familiar. Like I saw it wasn't something that I sat down and was like waiting for a new episode every week. Um, I probably at the time wasn't even allowed to watch it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But then um, later on it, uh, it went into syndication um, so they would play it on like TNT and stuff like that, like really late night. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, later on, um, when it hit like TNT, like regular, you know, cable and stuff, then I did watch quite a few episodes. Um, but yeah, Demon Knight, uh, had a very good sense of the show and everything uh but demon knight was really cool it was a step out for them yeah so again i'm i was born in 92 so i was you know super super young when tales from the crypt like it was it started before i was born and i was just way too young to uh to dive into the show so my only familiarity with tales from the crypt was one seeing Casper when I was a kid. The Crypt Keeper has a little cameo in there. Uh where Yeah, where Bill Pullman is uh getting terrorized by the three uncle ghosts and uh he's looking in the mirror and he turns they turn him into like Clint Eastwood for a second. They turn him into Mel Gibson uh, and then at the yeah, very end he becomes the yeah. Crypt Keeper and screams in the mirror. I forgot about that, yeah. But for some reason, I don't know if maybe my sisters watched this show or something. But when we when Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight starts, because I just watched this yesterday, it opens with the opening of the show. You know, the the yeah. thunder and lightning. It pans up the stairs of the the creepy house. We go down into the basement. We see the crypt crypt keeper pop out. I remember that opening and that song. So I don't know. Yeah, if, it was 
it was very iconic um and even uh, and kind of like you said like there's there's been a lot of or there were a lot of parodies of that so like it, you might have seen it just in commercials or you might have seen you know just like somebody making fun of it like in a movie or whatever but Probably. yeah it was it was very iconic and everybody knew that opening um great great fucking opening song from danny elfman as well oh yeah i always forget that's danny elfman yeah yep. yep. so uh um, but yeah everybody knew that song and it always panned down the stairs and you go through the haunted house and then the, the crypt cucumber pops up out of the casket and, <laughs> and then yep yep so yeah so uh <laughs> So Tales from the Crypt, so successful that they made two feature films. Or no, I guess technically they made three. There's one that I saw online called like The Ritual or something. Ooh, I didn't even know about that one. I'm sure it's terrible, but. (laughs) Yeah, I think it was kind of a last minute thing. I'm not entirely sure, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Demon Knight. Um, But hold your breath, people listening, because we will. I will get Jason to watch Bordello of Blood for (laughs) for a later episode, even if it's for a so bad it's good episode. We're going to make it happen. (laughs) I've I've seen it (laughs) now. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but I I will, for the sake of entertainment, go back and watch it again. Hey, Um, you got Demon Knight for this episode. Now we'll do Bordello of Blood at some point. But Demon Knight so fantastic that yes, uh, so following it up with Bordello of Blood, I was <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway. so spoiler alert again. I f- had never seen this movie, had never seen the show other than a few clips and little cameos of the Crypt Keeper. So I did not know what to expect going into Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. I fucking loved this movie, <laughs> Just, yep. and uh, it made sense very quickly why Jason likes this movie because it is right up his alley of horror. It is very, Absolutely. very Evil Dead. It yep. is. Uh, I was getting vibes of Tremors from this because it's like a siege on one location. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, again, Evil Dead, like Siege on the on the cabin in the woods. It's just a different location. Um, great practical effects. I was actually getting some from Dust Till Dawn vibes from it too. Yeah. Uh, some of those characters hanging out in the in the hotel are very reminiscent of the characters we touched on in From Dust Till Dawn. Sure. And uh, yeah, no, this movie's fucking great. <laughs> I had such a good time watching this movie. Um, and so we do, but just because, uh, you know, both of us are, are hardcore music fans of any type and, you know, sometimes we differ on music that we like or whatever, but I know exactly um, where you're going with this the opening song, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, so dude. So, well, so there's the, the opening of the movie is like the kind of typical Tales from the Crypt, if you've ever seen Tales from the Crypt. And the Crypt There's Keeper introduces this, us to the story that's being told. Right. So there's always this kind of like introduction to the episode or or to the movie or whatever. Um, and uh, there's actually like the the beginning of the movie before it actually gets to the movie, like the opening, like little sketches is, is pretty funny. Um, yeah, so side note, I didn't realize how much more mature Tales from the Crypt was than something like Goosebumps. I honestly thought in my head, because I'd never seen it, I thought Tales from the Crypt was like a kid's show. 
Yeah, <laughs> just, no, 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 no. And as yeah, soon that. as as soon as this movie got going, because we're just diving on in, as soon as this movie got going and the opening skit happened where the Crypt Keeper was directing a movie, and it's- yeah, as soon as giant boobs showed up on my screen, and this woman is just like topless in a bathtub enjoying how she just killed her lover. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she well, has and she has some choice lines about uh how killing her husband uh I guess it's her husband. Killing her husband made her all hot yeah. and uh and Well I think I think that she says I I think that she says juicy. <laughs> Something like that. Hot and juicy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, ugh. Yeah, it makes her all hot uh, and juicy, and killing him was better than sex. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and then we see the uh, basically the reanimated corpse of the the husband that she just killed because he was like soaking yeah. in acid or something. He comes yeah, up to the. He, she says, uh, "Well, she's talking on the phone to somebody, um, which uh, I guess you can assume is like her her lover or whatever." Yeah. Um, and she's, uh, she's telling him to like, come over and he, you don't even hear him on the other end of the phone, but, uh, she says like, yeah, he's, he's like downstairs, like cooling, cooling off, off. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. And he's in a bathtub full of fucking acid. All right. So I want to, um, I want to preface, uh, the rest of the conversation with something else. So again, I'm not familiar with Tales from the Crypt. I will start watching the show wherever I can now that I've seen the movie because I loved it. But um, I was not aware of how campy it was. Like I yeah. didn't, I didn't know that the Crypt Keeper made a bunch of puns. Oh yeah, yeah, that was that was always his thing. One that caught me off guard is once it's revealed that the topless woman and the reanimated corpse are part of a movie that he's making. When he right. says, you'll never work in this town again. You're not as good as Robert Dedford. Yeah. <laughs> Robert Dedford. Or, and uh, God, he says something. He says somebody else. I can't remember what he says. Uh, yeah. But there's yeah, a, there's a lot yeah, in there. He's just got a ton of like bad puns that yeah. are like horror movie inspired or just which whatever. are which are great, which are great. But. I was yeah. not expecting how campy it was coming from someone who was too young to watch Tales from the Crypt. So when this fucking movie got going and it was so like over the top and there's a character we will uh, um, circle jerk about when we get to him. <laughs> Why did you choose to say I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, I'll hot, with hey, hot and juicy circle jerk. It's just natural. Hey, I'm, I'm, it is natural, just like pissing on your podcast. That's exactly I'll what just, I'm just going <laughs> to. I'll just roll with it. Whatever. Look, dude, this movie is fucking wild. Every time we have a movie like this, uh, people by now have heard the Studio 666 one or Santa Slay. Every time a fucking movie like this comes up on our show, like shit just gets crazy. <laughs> just, yeah. Um, so, so, so you have the, you have the crazy opening which Tales from the Crypt always did. Uh, if anyone's familiar with Tales from the Crypt, they yep. they know the deal. So the t- um, so the Crypt Keeper tells us like we're he's on the big screen. This is our big film debut, right? And uh, we get introduced to the Crypt Keeper saying, "I call this one Demon Knight." Yes, and it's and, and so I, we sh- it, you'll see it in the title for anyone that's not familiar, but it's Demon Knight like K N I G H T. Yeah, like a knight of the round table. Yeah. Like not 
not night as in darkness, but but I'm sure, but I'm sure it's a play on words there. Well, yeah, of course it it's because it yeah, there's two different things going on with it. Yeah, um, but um, no, so um, you know, I I was just starting to talk about uh, the soundtrack, but the opening of the movie is two guys that are in a car chase and the opening song in the movie is hey man nice shot by filter yes which is a fantastic song it Uh, is a banger as i say (laughs) it's a banger for sure this Um, soundtrack like this song for sure, but this soundtrack just gives me life. <laughs> it just this is yeah. one of my favorite eras of like metal and hard rock is the mid to late nineties. Yep. And and like that filter song, I, I actually already knew that song because it was it was on their first album. Yep. Um and then they put it in the soundtrack and like when the movie opens with Hey Man Nice Shot, like I was just like it's a great song for this opening car chase and just like it's it it like gets you amped up man <laughs> yeah absolutely it's so good yeah no so this... basically yeah amazing uh, opening amazing opening that's all i was going to say <laughs> yeah so basically uh, like the basically the the movie opens um with these two guys that are in a car chase um and you kind of don't know what's going on but they get in this huge car wreck um and the police show up and they find one of them and uh breaker who is the main character of the movie i guess you would say played by william uh, sadler yes william Sa- william sadler of everything <laughs> which i was gonna say who is in every goddamn movie ever um <laughs> we recently touched on him though in the mist though yep yep he's in the mist um but uh no, so basically, like, kind of the, um, the, so the gist or the kind of overall premise of the movie is that there, there are demons that are trying to take over the world or take, I, I think they even say the galaxy. Um, uh, so basically, the demons need seven keys to, uh, so they they tie it back into Genesis, where in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and at right. the time when Earth was created, it was all darkness and demons, and then God brought light in, and it it, it got the it, yeah it got rid of the darkness. The demons need these seven keys to basically bring darkness back into power over the world. Right. So if they can if they can find these seven keys or these seven artifacts or whatever they can you know basically take everything over or you know destroy the world or apocalypse or whatever you want to call it yeah and Uh, this and this key this key that uh we find out that william sadler is the one carrying it uh he's the one being chased in the car chase he's being chased by uh mr billy zane who billy uh, motherfucking zane (laughs) who Uh, uh fucking love billy zane so much who is the star of this fucking movie oh yes he is and we'll we'll dedicate a whole portion of this podcast to him he Uh, crushes every second that he's on screen in this movie 
But what I was uh, going to say is that the key that uh, also contains blood of a thief from the biblical times that was being crucified, uh, the key reminds me of the flask from Little Nicky. <laughs> where uh, oh, yeah, where yeah, yeah. he's getting the flask. <laughs> where yes, he's yes. trying to get his brothers into the flask. Well, so, yeah, yes. <laughs> well, so basically, no. So it's it's the blood of Christ. No, they the no, game. they say thief in the movie. Do they? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they say it's the blood of a thief that was being crucified. I was always I could I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I heard them I say, was always 100% that it was Christ's blood. Yeah, it looks like that very much cuz all the cuz the the person being crucified looks like Jesus, but I they, I'm pretty sure they say blood of a thief. Okay, so now I it, might have to now it could be I have the to go back. Yeah, it could be the blood of Christ and then the blood of a thief, but they definitely say blood of a thief in there. Okay, so basically, yeah. So basically they have this key and in order to protect the key from the darkness or the demons, they put the blood of either Christ or the thief from the cross. Yeah. It's ho- uh, it's holy, basically. So basically um, this key that the demons are seeking um, has holy blood in it, whether it's the thief or Christ. Um, I always took it as Christ, but who knows, um, so, man. They can't, so they can't even touch it because it's got the holy blood in it. Um, but if they collect these seven keys, then they can bring the darkness back. So the whole premise of the movie is that Billy Zane is a demon knight or a high level demon that is trying to recover this key to get it back so that they can. And and it's the last key. Yeah. They have, they have six keys already and this is the last one. Yeah. So basically if, if Billy Zane can get this key back, he can, you know, kind of do what the demons have been trying to do and bring about the apocalypse or bring the darkness back. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, I mean, you start off with Billy Zane chasing the main character, Breaker. Um, obviously, he's chasing him down trying to get the key. Um, and then Breaker runs off and uh, Billy Zane gets stopped by the cops. <laughs> the cops... Uh investigating the crash leads to one of the parts that started to make me laugh out loud as, as I was watching the movie, which is, uh, one of the cops, uh, the, the like chubby one is like, Oh man, they must've talking to his partner. He's like, Oh man, they must've been going well over a hundred to, 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 uh, cause that kind of damage. And the one cop says, well, it's too late to give him a ticket, but you can, uh, if it makes you feel better, you can shoot their ashes. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which side note, uh, we'll get to it. But if it makes you feel better, or some variation of that phrase, definitely comes back in the movie, and it's great. If it makes you feel good, do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but um, so yeah, long. So they so the car crash happens, and uh, William Sadler with the key hiding it from Billy Zane, uh, finds a sanctuary at a, uh, it's an old church, but it's been converted to like a, like a hotel. Yeah. Well, and so the, the cool thing, uh, because Billy Zane, and we'll talk about this a little bit more, Billy Zane 
uh, changes his character so many times throughout <laughs> the movie. Yes. Um, but at the beginning, he's like wearing a cowboy hat and like this long brown trench coat and looks totally like cowboy style. And he's even got like a southern accent. Yep. Uh, when he's like talking to the cops and everything. Um, well, so and then yeah. so he's playing it like he's the good guy too. Like he's like the straight man at the time saying like that man that you that I'm chasing is dangerous. Right. So the cops, the cops talk to him and the cops are like, you know, what's going on? And he's like, well, you know, this guy stole something from me and he's a bad guy and he's dangerous. And I'm just trying to get what he took back. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so William Sadler, uh, you know, finds this, uh, like you said, it's a it's a church that's been converted into a hotel. Um, and then we get a lot of our characters in there. Yes. Um, and these characters are amazing. <laughs> they are. We've got uh, I, my apologies. I will forget a lot of their actual names. But we basically got the the innkeeper, the head of like the hotel. Um, we've got I know this one, Cordelia the hooker. Uh, yeah. We've got um, uh, oh fuck, I forget her character's name, but uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. It's it's Garrelon. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, she's in there as um, what what is she? She's like a she's like a maid or something. Yeah, she's um she is like a prison release. Like so oh, that's right. Yeah, got out of prison. Yeah, and so she's like on a release program, and so she's like yeah, she's like kind of the maid or the cook or she just kind of <laughs> does everything around the hotel. Just yeah, and then we've got uh, Wally, the former postman for the town. Yeah, and then. <laughs> <laughs> we've Mr. got Rose. we've got yeah we've got someone in here that i i noticed his name pop up in the credits <coughs> in the credits and i still didn't notice him when he showed up i was like who the fuck is this roach guy and then it hit me a, a few scenes in of his motherfucking thomas hayden church the sandman the Sandman from Spider-Man. He was so unrecognizable with this blonde, long hair that, and the the character that he's playing, I was so caught off guard when I realized that that was him. And he's well, basically and, uh, a, a douchey boyfriend of Cordelia, or lover well, or something. Yeah, Thomas Hayden Church has been in a ton of shit. Like, I mean, yeah, this uh, this role here is definitely not something I would ever think that he would do. Yeah, but this was it. But this was a younger uh, Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah, but I think just kind of like you said, I think most people would probably recognize him from Spider Man. Yeah, um, as the Sandman, but he's been in a ton of shit. Yep, Um, his IMDb. He's probably in like a hundred movies, um, but so Cordelia, Cordelia is the prostitute, though. Yes, <laughs> I love that. Every I love that everyone is just like, uh, I love that the fact that she's a, a hooker or a prostitute is just so like normal. <laughs> just that yeah, everybody that she, just ignores it. Yeah, that yeah, she that like, she hits yeah. on everyone that comes through the door, basically, and all the other hotel workers and people are just like, yeah, it's just Cordelia. 
Yeah. Um, um and then, uh, it's it's funny too because the uh, uh, the mailman Wally, um, he's actually like in love with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he thinks that like he's her boyfriend, and he kind of like gets jealous when when Roach comes into the picture. Yeah, when Roach comes in and she's doing her job or whatever. All right. Um, So as soon so as soon as they get to this this hotel with William Sadler uh, hiding out here from uh, Billy Zane, whose character's name is the Collector, uh, we get some downtime. Right, William Sadler's just hanging out and. Jason, I actually took fucking notes for this movie because there was so much stuff happening that I, know, I was you just were telling me that earlier. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, this movie's fucking crazy. I need to write notes so I can remember. Yeah, there's a lot going on. <laughs> so one, uh, my note verbatim says guacamole and ketchup with a question mark because. Oh yeah, William when Sadler <laughs> is eating something. Yeah, at the table, right? And I don't know what it is, but I saw ketchup there and someone made a guacamole ref. Oh, it was Cordelia. They were like, Cordelia, we well, got to we got to change your your sheets again. She's like, damn guacamole. <laughs> well, so I and always so, thought it was it's it's a funny thing to just like recognize or just it has nothing to do with anything. But yeah, um, but I always it, thought it was like kind of like a like a pea soup <laughs> i don't know man but it looked gross and literally my and note says guacamole and ketchup because i literally thought that they just gave him two like sauces or condiments and made him but yeah it. but <laughs> cordelia does make his um uh she needs her sheets washed because she's just had a client there um before roach or anybody else has gotten there I love that um, the joke says they're like some stains are hard to get out, and she's like, "Damn guacamole!" Damn guacamole, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "Yep, I'm sure." But uh, so that jumped out at me. Uh, also, we've touched on this line several times already, but it's a great line nonetheless. When uh, Cordelia's trying to flirt with uh, Breaker while he's eating, and he's like, "Finish up dinner, and then I'll handle dessert." And she sits on the table, and then. Uh, uh, the hotel owner. Yeah, the hotel owner comes in, and uh, Jada's character's cat jumps on the table, and of course, the hotel owner says, "Get that pussy off the table." <laughs> and, Cordelia and Cordelia scrambles off. Up. She's like, yeah. "I was talking to the cat." Yeah. That yeah. <laughs> I know it's that line cat. gets brought up on like every podcast or or whenever someone talks about this movie, but it's fucking great. But it's so good. Yeah, get that pussy off the table. That was and. and- even even the way that she like so like Cordelia jumps off and uh, the way that uh, the the hotel owner like the character just the way that she looks or the way that she responds to it she's like I was talking about the cat like <laughs> she's so like matter yeah. of fact about it yeah yeah it's and really good. the last note I have at this point of the movie is Roach shows up and has sex with Cordelia and mm-hmm. before we see uh what is actually happening in the room when all of the, when William Sadler, Jada and like the innkeeper and all those people there are just listening to them. Fuck. Yeah. You just hear them like hardcore. <laughs> the, sh- like. <laughs> the chandelier is shaking right back and forth. Dude, Thomas Hayden church's sex sounds in this scene 
like fucking made me laugh out loud on my couch because well, I shit I, because I shit you not he is there like uh, uh, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like fucking wrestling moves going on I well and I think too um I I think it it might be Jada Pinkin that says it but uh it says oh she's really getting it at it tonight <laughs> 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 I forgot about that line. Yeah, she does. It's some. It's something that's not verbatim. I don't think. No, but, but it's, it's it's something, something very to similar effect. to yeah, that. But getting at it tonight. Yeah, dude. Them fucking and the sounds coming out of there like made me laugh way too hard. Yeah. Um, so so basically, yeah. And there's there's some really funny lines in there. Um, but at and, this, but at this uh, point, the cops that have uh, basically believed Billy Zane, the collector, that uh, William Sadler is is dangerous, um, they show up at the hotel to arrest. Uh, I keep saying William Sadler. His he is Breaker, but I just refer Breaker. to him as William Sadler. <laughs> but yeah. uh, the cops show up with with Billy Zane to uh, apprehend him. Yeah. And well, because. Because a, a little bit earlier on, before he gets to the hotel, he he tried to break into somebody's car, um, and the kid saw him, and he ran off. Uh, no, but the kid told him to no, Danny, I was just testing the lock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, they call the cops, and and so the cops know that there's somebody around that's uh, suspicious or whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, Zane takes them to the hotel or they go to the hotel because they find out that he's there yep uh and so at this point yeah so uh zane tries to convince the cops like you know he's got this thing that he's stolen from me and i want it back and if i can get it back everything's cool um and at that point everything goes off rails (laughs) yep well the cops come in and they can't find it on breaker's person the artifact the key that they're looking for right he's Um, not like carrying it in his pocket or whatever yeah so they go to search the hotel which also leads to that amazing scene where uh we see cordelia (laughs) uh, oh yeah that's right they're looking for it yeah we (laughs) see cordelia on top of uh roach and she's got like a car battery like attached to his nipples (laughs) with like mini jumper cables and she's shocking him (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then she gets distracted by the cop and uh, Thomas Hayden Church is like, oh, God, my nipples are smoking. Yeah, turn it down. My nipples are smoking. <laughs> God damn. Yeah. And, but then shortly after that, uh, they're like, OK, breaker and collector, you're going down to the police station with us because you're both being suspicious. Right. And yeah, then, so, yeah. They decide to take them both. And this um, is where Billy Zane like turns it the fuck up to 11 because he says, Oh, we can, we can sort this out there or now. And he turns around and fucking sucker punches one of the cops in the face. And his hand goes through this cop's face and through his mouth. Yep. And then not only does it go through his mouth and out the back of his head, but then he pulls the head off, decapitates him. Yep. And the head is like on his, <laughs> it's still like on his arm. Yeah, we and see then, the body squirming around while his hand is stuck inside of 
the cop's face. Right. And then he throws the cop's head like at somebody. And yep. that's when that's when everybody starts freaking out. Um and uh Breaker at this point has has kind of gotten the key back or he's 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 getting it. And they expel uh Billy Zane. They throw him out the front window or he jumps out the front window. And uh <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I just when he yeah, talk about this next scene where he gets yeah, where so he gets it, expelled it's from one the of hotel. My favorite parts. Yeah, it's one of my favorite parts because he jumps out the front window and everybody's <laughs> freaking out. And um you know, I said earlier that he's like kind of got this like cowboy, he's cowboy kind of outfit going on um and he's also got like a southern accent yeah he's done he's done with this cowboy character fuck this cowboy shit yep then he goes out that front window and he's like fuck this cowboy shit you (laughs) ho-dunk po-dunk motherfuckers (laughs) yeah he's like (laughs) uh, all i all i wanted was the key just give it to me and everything would be fine yeah, uh, and so at this point, like you, because they don't they don't really allude to him being like demonic or just uh, anything crazy about him before. No, this. we don't we don't know that yet. We don't really know anything about demons yet. Yeah, and so he the he most the most supernatural thing we've seen so far is that uh, Breaker has like stars that align in a circle on his hand. Yeah, so basically, so all of, uh, so Breaker's, Breaker's character, um, the, the key is supposed to be protected, and everyone that has protected the key gets, like, this, uh, tattoo on their hands, um, and basically what the tattoo is, is it's seven stars for the seven keys, and the seven keys like start out in the middle of his palm. And then for each one of the seven keys that gets taken, it you see one of the stars kind of move out into a circle. So, yeah. And it, and it also somehow helps him find the next like guardian of the key. Yeah. Well, and because it, when they're it, standing outside the hotel, he looks down at his hand and it moves like the stars shift and he goes, this is exactly where I need to be. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, it does give him like a uh because he he inherits the key um and they they show this a little bit later in in the movie, but he inherits the key. He was in like World War 1 mm-hmm. and um he inherits the key from somebody and they kind of tell him the rules or what he's got to do and everything and uh he gets the tattoo and then you see kind of the stars in the tattoo like realigning so they kind of tell him where he's got to go but at the same time um they're telling each each star that kind of moves from the center of his palm it's telling him that another key has been taken yeah because they say that the keys are are spread throughout the galaxy like it's not just on earth is it intergalactic with the keys yeah yeah huh i did not catch that yeah, they say that it's they were spread spread through the galaxy or the universe or whatever. Well, because they because um, they specifically say Earth because the demons want to take over Earth. So I didn't I didn't get that it was intergalactic. Well, I just figured they were scattered across the Earth. 
No, what they what they say is that they want to bring back the darkness. Um, it, it doesn't say they specifically. I don't think they specifically say. Well, they say in the hard. they say in like the the explanation of what happened that uh, that in the in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and there was darkness, and then God brought light into the world. But I guess they do never right. say world. So yeah, it makes sense. I guess. I always, I always took it, and I could be wrong, and it's probably open for interpretation. Who knows, um, man? This is. I always uh, took it. <laughs> this is. This I always is took a... it as. I always took it as like the the seven keys were not necessarily bound to <clears throat> Earth. Like Earth was like the final key. Gotcha. Who knows? This this plot is fucking ludicrous. So, but anyways, yeah. <laughs> so we put this <laughs> we put this off uh, long enough. This is where. Billy Zane steps the fuck up and he cuts his hand open to let his green blood ooze drip into the ground. And this is where he unleashes his lower level demons to then lay siege upon this hotel to try to get the key. And holy shit, Jason, these practical effect monsters. Yes. These practical effect demons are fucking amazing. They look so, so good, and the makeup's great. There's very little CGI in there. I love the way they giggle. But yeah, so like basically when he cuts his hand open, he throws his blood on the ground, um, and wherever his blood lands, these demons spawn out of his blood. And when they're when they're coming up out of the ground... Uh, they look like these little like slimy fetus. <laughs> you know what thing. they? You know what they actually remind me of? Have you ever? You've seen the movie? Uh, the movie Pumpkinhead, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They remind. They remind me of I'm the little you. the little baby demon Pumpkinhead. Yep. Um, and that's yeah, that's kind of what they look like. But um, yeah, but it's it's just a cool scene when they're coming up out of the ground. Uh, it just looks nasty and and weird and then oh i hate that i hate that billy zane kisses one of them and it's like oh who's so cute yeah that's yeah that's (laughs) so gross (laughs) i was talking to you about that yeah he's like he's like watching them come up out of the ground and they're all gross and slimy and stuff and billy zane like reaches down and like kisses one of them on the head yep and he's like (laughs) it's just (laughs) nasty um yeah no (laughs) these demons look amazing but yeah when they when they kind of fully grow which it doesn't take but a minute um and this is and this is our movie that the demons now descend upon the 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 hotel to try to get the key so they can bring about the apocalypse yeah so basically you know billy zane and all of his uh demon minions are trying to get in so that they can get the key from breaker um and uh, i will say while we're talking about the demons i mean the practical effects are great um and when you when you look at the demons each one of them is like individual yep like they have like they have like different piercings like because they're all like pierced up and um they have different piercings they have different looks to them so it's not like this all 10 of them or whatever they are like they don't all look the same 
they like they look similar but they're all like individual which i thought was really cool yeah no there's a lot of details specific to each one yeah just little tiny details so that they all kind of look a little bit different and i Um, i love that they all explode when uh when they come into contact with a barrier made of the blood from the key because we find out from breaker that if you put like pour some of the blood down it becomes a barrier around the doorway and if the demons try to run through it or something, they like can't get through or they explode. Yeah. And and this is, yeah. And like right after like uh, the demons come up or Billy Zane, you know, conjures them or whatever um, breaker. Cause there's uh, the blood in the key and he can put it on a door frame or a window frame or whatever. And if he just puts like a drop of it, it makes a barrier that the demons can't get through. Um, and uh, yeah, you see it very early on. He he hits up one door frame and a demon tries to run through it and just basically explodes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so the next majority of the movie is the demons trying to get inside of the inside of the hotel. Right. And uh we get an amazing moment that again made me laugh out loud where Cordelia gets attacked by one of them and uh-huh. it grabs her and she like sucker punches it in the face and then it oh, does like, and it I'm and, sorry. Yeah, and it doesn't <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't phase the demon at all and she's like, sorry. <laughs> that that made me chuckle. Um all the while when all the demons are trying to attack people, we get arguably some of the best parts of the movie because Billy Zane is also he's almost like Randall Flagg from the stand right yeah and he uh, so he's he's trying to like seduce people with their deepest desires to let them to let them or to let him in for, for that yeah for them to allow him to possess their body so that he can get inside yeah, so basically, like, Breaker goes around the whole hotel and creates a barrier so that, uh, you know, Billy Zane or the demons can't get in. Um, so a good majority of the movie is Billy Zane um, <laughs> from the outside just trying to tempt people and and let him in or, or give him the opportunity to possess them. Yeah. So he goes to Cordelia first and he's like, Cordelia, I know you're looking for love and these men treat you horribly. I can make sure that you're treated right and give you what you want. So he possesses her or a demon possesses her. And, uh, she pretends to seduce Wally, the, the postal guy. And then, uh, she fucking eats him. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and the, you know, I I started off talking about like how much his character changes throughout this movie, um, and it's it's very evident when he's talking to different people, like trying to possess them. Yep. Like when he's talking to Cordelia, he's like all like soft and gentle, and she starts crying, and he even brushes away one of her tears. Like he's not in there but you see like the wind like you see him move his thumb and the wind kind of brushes off one of his one of her tears and he's like you know you're just so misunderstood Uh, you know you just want love and just uh, he's super gentle and just you know 
he knows what everybody wants. And so he forms himself or, or changes his attitude to what they want. Um, and I think it's just really cool. Um, yeah, no. So uh, Cordelia gets possessed. Uh, he tries to tempt the innkeeper woman uh, because she lost her arm to a demon. And he literally tries to hand her the arm on a plate. <laughs> um, yeah, um, <laughs> I think it's I think it's when Cordelia turns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She rips the innkeeper's rips. arm off. Uh, all the while, Roach is being uh, an asshole because he just wants to turn Breaker and the key over so that he can leave, which leads to the best one of the best line deliveries in the entire movie. When uh, he does steal the key from Breaker and he goes to give it to to the collector to Billy Zane, <laughs> and yeah, so Zane Zane like, convinces him. He's like, he tells him, like Roach, if you just bring me the key, I'll let you guys out of here and I won't kill you. And so he's Roach, like, can I can I kill the others though? Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 well, so which leads to one of my favorite lines. He's like, "Well, can I kill the others?" And Roach is like, "Well, hell, if it makes you feel good, do it. <laughs> <laughs> if it makes and you, then, if it makes you feel good, do it." And then Zane is like, "If it makes you feel good, do it. I like that, Mister Roach." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so he gets the key, and uh, Roach thinks he's gonna go scot free, and I might misspeak this line but it's something to the effect of this roach turns around to billy zane and says uh you know that end of the world shit doesn't sound so bad i got hemorrhoids got hemorrhoids yeah. <laughs> yeah and yeah well that- and, and and i think too um because when he's when he's convinced he's convincing roach um there's he's got one of those blood barriers that he can't get past yep um, and he's trying to convince Roach to kind of let him in or do what he wants him to do. Um, and just one of the goofier parts of the movie, uh, Zane just opens his mouth and there's a sponge in it. <laughs> I forgot <laughs> about that. He just, yeah, he just like opens his mouth and he's it's got the sponge in there. Yeah, and Thomas Hayden Church it. just raises his eyebrow. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like, okay. Yeah, um, I forgot about that. That part was hilarious. Yeah, Roach uses it to, you know, wipe away the blood or whatever. And then Roach um, thinks he's going to get off scot-free, so he goes to walk away, and then Billy Zane says, oh, yeah, by the way, I lied. And lied. then the demons just <laughs> fucking rip Roach apart. Rip him apart, yeah, of course. So then we keep going on, and all the characters descend into the mines underneath the hotel to try to get out because the demons are all outside. Yeah, um, they're trying to find a way to escape. And we run into the little boy who they saw, who Breaker saw at the, uh, at the gas station. Yeah. That, that William was a diner or something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That William Sadler saw at the, at the gas station where he was trying to steal the car. Um, they take this little boy in it's his name's Danny. Eventually he gets possessed in an amazing, amazing possession scene later on. Um, but not before probably the best Billy Zane uh, moment where he gets inside the head of the local town drunk. Um, Willie. Uh, uh, yeah. 
Uncle Willie. Yeah, and Uncle Willie uh, is dreaming that he's in a like a like a topless uh, resort. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. all the all the girls have no shirts on, and they're ha- they're passing him alcohol. And the one girl <laughs> that's galore. Yeah, the one girl that steps into frame and says something like. Oh, Uncle Willie, you've had a long and hard one. I could use a long, hard one right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, and then he goes to the bar and they keep giving him more alcohol. And Billy Zane is the bartender the and bartender, turns around. Yeah. It's like, won't you, won't you take a load off, Uncle Bit, Uncle Willie? Yep. Or what? What does he say? Why don't you do something, Uncle Willie? Something like that. Take a take a load off, Uncle Willie, or uh, or he he might even say. Uh, something again about having a hard one or having a stiff one. <laughs> yeah, and like then he, he takes his sunglasses off and he like gives this really funny breaking the fourth wall stare to the camera. Yeah, and yeah. that's and that's how uh how Willie gets possessed and he attacks um uh our heroes and uh, we failed to mention that uh. Much like Black Christmas, a lot of eye-centered violence in here because how do they kill the lower-level demons? The lower-level, the lower, yeah, the lower-level demons. They have to fucking stab them in the eyes. Either stab them in the eyes or shoot them in the eyes, but basically they have to take their eyes out. Which I love that uh, Danny, before he gets possessed, fucking picks up uh, Willie's head and like sticks it on a on a taxidermic. uh, taxidermy head of like a deer and he sticks it on the antlers oh yeah i forget oh yeah 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 because he's they cut the head off and they didn't uh destroy the eyes so he yeah he sticks it on the antlers (laughs) to destroy the eyes and then yeah then he dies yeah so then uh breaker ends up uh dying because he's attacked by a possessed danny later on which uh danny's danny's tongue goes into like his gut this is exactly what i was about to say so um (laughs) with with all of all of the demons or everyone that that gets possessed like there's this crazy like where their bottom jaw falls off and they have these crazy wicked like long tongues and because cordelia does it um so does willie so does danny like they, it's just like the the bottom jaw just like falls off and the lady has crazy tongue tentacle thing that comes out um which is very uh it's common among all of them like everyone that gets possessed is like they do the same thing yeah uh, well so which is which is a crazy, weird, and gross aesthetic. It is so gross. And because <laughs> uh, again, it's juicy. <laughs> yeah, hot and juicy. That's the theme of this yeah. podcast episode. Hot and juicy. Hot and juicy circle jerk. All right. <laughs> so uh, Danny ends up killing Breaker, and uh, Breaker passes the key, and being the guardian of the key, on to uh, uh, Jada. And what the hell is her name again? Garoline. Garoline, okay. Uh, well, and it, it's I I can never figure out if it's just the way that the hotel owner says it. Like if she just says Garoline just because it's like a weird accent, 
or whether her name's Caroline. And honestly, I didn't look at the uh, <laughs> credits to figure it out. But um, well, I think she, I think the hotel owner says Geraldine. Yeah, something like that. It's but it's, it's, Ger- yeah, but it's, it's Caroline, Geraldine, something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's Geraldine with a J. <laughs> yeah. Um. But anyway, so. Jada Geraldine ends up becoming the guardian of the key and has to have a final showdown with Billy Zane. Um, and this from here, the movie just gets fucking weird. <laughs> just they end up having like a weird like dance scene. Uh, yeah. because he tried to possess her earlier, and then is like, you know, I, and I, it I don't, didn't work. Yeah, I don't, I don't gotta hurt you. Like, I'll maybe bring you over to the other side. Yeah, and she was she was able to like she kind of was smarter than the others and was not lured into like kind of the temptation. Yeah, I was very um, I was very lost as to when and how she lost her clothes. Yeah, I because all of a sudden that. she's in like underwear and like a like a like a belly tee. Oh uh, yeah, and 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 I think that uh, Zane does it to her just. Yeah, I also I, I also don't quite know what he does to her where she's like laying in a bathtub and he's got her wrapped up in plastic. Like does he does he break does he break her hand? Ah, uh, you know what? I don't remember. You've actually seen this more recently. I know than I and have. I I know and um, I didn't understand what the I mean, fuck. I've seen it. I I've seen it a million times, but I Yeah, I but can't I remember. Yeah, but I didn't understand what the fuck was happening. Um, so I don't know. He, he ends up hurting her and, you know, injuring her. And he's like, he, he's like, what do you, one left, yeah, he's like, what do you say? You can, I can cross you over to the other side. Just give me what I want. And she, uh, spits the blood from the key in his face. Yep. And, uh, I got flashbacks to the nun, the conjuring, the nun, <laughs> where, uh, the one hero in that movie somehow got, the blood of Christ in her mouth underwater and then spit it in the demon nun's face. Well, I, okay. Yeah. I don't remember that part, but. <laughs> oh dude. It's but um, Yeah. It's one of my biggest gripes with, uh, I love the movie, the nun, but, uh, that whole thing at the end is, is something I have a problem with, but that's weird. Yeah. But, but yeah, no. So she spits the blood of, uh, Christ or the blood of the, the, the thief, the holy blood into Billy Zane's face. And he, uh, we get a short look at, uh, the demon behind the disguise that he was wearing. And that thing looks fucking cool. Yeah. I was going to say that's, that's kind of one of my favorite parts. Cause it, he kind of goes up in flames and, but we get to see like a, like a winged demon. Yeah. As he's burning up, you see this. Yeah. Big, you know, he, uh, puffs out his wings and he's like horned and kind of what you would expect or you know like think a demon would look like yeah um you get you get to see him uh as a demon and not just like kind of in his human form or whatever yeah um, so after that he's def- pretty cool mm-hmm. so he's defeated billy zane is defeated Geraldine slash jada goes on to <clears throat> excuse me goes on to uh, defend the key and is going to hit the road. And uh, we actually see another collector um, show up at the, like a bus stop, wherever Jada, uh, yeah. wherever the bus is that, that Jada's on. And, no, uh, no, no, 
yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. So it's a collector. Um, but when she got on the bus, she poured she, a she but, made a barrier with the blood so the new collector couldn't get on. Right. So the bus stops and the collector's coming after. Her. Yeah. Um, and I love and, that delivery that he has where he's like, it's OK, I'll take the next one. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, he's, he says something like, I'm I'm going to take the next one. Well, and I think it's funny, too, that um, because when you see him, he's like in the same kind of like cowboy get up beginning um yeah and then uh their obsession with cowboys i don't know (laughs) man i guess it's just where they're located um (laughs) but then uh also like the the hotel blew up too i guess when uh when billy zane blew up yeah but uh so that's that's the hotel on fire and it burns yeah 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 so yeah. that's the end of the story, Demon Knight, but the movie doesn't end there. The movie ends with the Crypt Keeper, you know, uh, thanking everyone for tuning in, and he goes to the movie premiere of Demon Knight at the end and uh, gets in some more puns and walks in with some hot chicks. Yep. Uh, some very beautiful woman, some very beautiful women surrounding him, and he's like walking up the red carpet, and they have a guillotine there. And he's yep, like, they he said, said I could have final cut. Final cut. <laughs> and they chop his head off. <laughs> and captivate him, and that's it. <laughs> and uh, the movie ends there with the Crypt Keeper laughing as he does in the show. And that is Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight. Jason, I don't need to ask you whether you love this movie or not, but I no, will not say. At all. I, I, just say, I just say all around, man. Like, um, And, of course, if, if nobody's ever seen the movie um you know the the plot or as we explained it it might be a little hard to like grasp or follow yeah Um, but that's but that's not the point of the movie it's just it's a it's a goofy over the top action horror comedy and and again the i think the main reason that i love it as much as i do is just billy zane like he is so good at like switching his style (laughs) character yeah man funny he's abusive like he's creepy he's just he's just so likable though in the movie well and that's the thing too it's like he's he's a bad guy like you're supposed to like he's a demon and you're supposed to like hate him but no but he's just he's so entertaining and likable in the movie that you just every time he's on screen you just you know, again, a yeah. little moment like where he tries to give the <laughs> he tries to give the innkeeper her arm back on a on a plate and she holds yeah. up her she holds up her stub and he's like, Is that a yes? And she's like, No, it's me giving you the finger. Yeah. <laughs> and he's and then he just lets out this little, I'll be right back. Yeah. <laughs> or I'll be back or something. He's just yeah, so he, he's just so over the top and campy and likable that he's uh, yeah, he's and- incredible in this movie. Yeah, he he steals every scene that he's in. Um every single scene that he's in, he steals. Yeah, so um, you and- so you love this movie and you'll be happy to know I fucking love this movie. It is amazing. I will watch it again. I will it's- watch it again one day and I will uh one day soon actually. And uh I will actually be going into uh, in some way or wherever I can find it, I will start watching the Tales from the Crypt show. Yeah, man, and and again, it's just it's just a fun watch. It's just so 
Yeah. It's so good. Uh, like, and it's, it's got a lot of the stuff that I like, like the practical effects are great. Um, a great soundtrack. A <laughs> soundtrack's great. There's a, a little bit of cheesy uh, CGI spiced in there but not much of it well i i I said this to you last night when we were on the phone uh before we recorded um it was right after i finished watching the movie and i said you know this movie made me happy because in the 90s especially in the mid 90s this was 95 yeah we're like practical effects and cheesy practical effects like this were kind of on their way out the door we were so heavily into we need to try like a bunch of new cgi that yeah. they didn't really have to go practical effect at this time. They could have done CGI, and there is CGI with like, uh, you know, the the way the Crypt Keeper moves. Like it's very clearly like oh, some yeah. CGI yeah. effects when the Crypt Keeper's walking around. But a yeah, lot of it is still puppets with the Crypt Keeper, and definitely with the demons, it's makeup and practical effects, and you know, the CGI is there, but it's only there to enhance the effects. It's not like everything is CGI, you know. Even the few visual effects that are in there, like the lightning coming out of their eyes um, and everything like that, it's it's not even actually like like CGI. Um, it's this different like green screen or or I can't remember what they call the effect, um, but it's kind of like um, like uh, in Return of the Jedi when you see. Um, the emperor throwing the lightning at Luke. Yeah, it's it's visual effects, it, basically. Yeah, it, yeah, it's not CGI, but it's it's basically a different. Well, visual it's effect. it's it's early versions of of CGI, but it's like digitally inserted, basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But so. Uh, but yeah. But no. yeah there's, there's very little of it, and I, I love how creepy the demons look um they look awesome and uh as much humor that is in there it's still creepy and again like my favorite role for billy zane like ever (laughs) (laughs) yeah man so uh you love this movie i'm glad i finally watched it it was great thank you for the recommendation uh and uh, yeah, Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. I love it. I will definitely watch this again many more times. And uh, coming at you at another episode somewhere down the road, Bordello of Blood, be on the lookout. <laughs> and I know Jason's excited for that. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to be as excited about that one. But <laughs> we'll, we'll go through it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Jason, so that's Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. And uh, if I'm not crazy this is episode 29 of the podcast that we're recording right now oh okay so next week will be episode 30 that is just insane to me and it's also just amazing that people tune into us uh week after week after week for almost 30 episodes (laughs) yep i don't well again I guess somebody likes us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we appreciate all of you tuning in and following us on Instagram and chiming in when we post episodes and letting us know what you think of the movie and of the show and uh, get in on that. You know, follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Midnight Terrors Podcast. Uh, shoot us an email, Midnight Terrors Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you want to hear us talk about. There's, uh, 
We can always use more movie recommendations or just open topic discussions that we can do on the show. So uh, let us know what you want to hear. Yeah, give us give us suggestions. Please follow and, you know, get in on the conversation. And, uh, you know, when we started this, uh, Bucky, uh, you know, we talked about like, I don't care if two people listen to us or, <laughs> you know, or 50. <laughs> but um, I'm glad that we have a lot of people that like to listen and we made some friends along the way and yeah we're we're just we're just two geeks that love horror and um this is just our outlet to celebrate that and to uh talk about it week after week and we it means the world that you that you all listen and and enjoy this stuff as much as we do and enjoy our conversations because at the end of the day it's just two two family members and friends like chiming in talking about horror and that's how we always well, yeah, wanted we're gonna do this we're gonna do this anyway we just happen to have a recording equipment. <laughs> yeah we might as well put it to use otherwise it's just us on the phone and on zoom for three hours talking about horror movies so we might as well be productive but thank you all so much for listening in to this episode and to all other episodes get in touch with us come talk to us about horror and uh, we will be back again next week with episode 30. And uh, who knows what that might be. But this is Midnight Terrors. Yes, it is. And I'm Kevin. And I'm here with Jason Diamond. or Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> and we're out. <laughs> yep, we out. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you all again next week. Peace.